Hey friends and welcome to Why Does It Matter? Season 2, our podcast where this season we're looking at uh, evangelism and and sharing our faith. Uh, Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptising in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we call this the Great Commission. Uh, And each and every one of us as followers of Jesus are called to be witnesses of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yet so often evangelism has been seen as an add-on to the church. And so these are simply conversations between myself, Lee, and my great friend Aaron. uh, And we're just discussing why do these things matter in the life of the church? Why is mission and evangelism something Obviously, being a, a youth and children's worker, I'm just jump straight to, to family life of, of having children. That's the perfect mission field, and you see it there. If you're a parent, you see your children. You have to not only in speech teach them these things growing up, but wanting to, to know uh, the Lord, to, to want to love Him, and, and that's done by speech and actions. It has to have both, doesn't it? So last week uh, we looked at uh, direct evangelism, didn't we? We looked at speech. Now, um, it would be good for us to look at action as well, but maybe to even look at the differences between speech and action and, and how maybe they differ or even the similarities and, and how they go together. Uh, there's a brilliant um, passage in, in James 2, which I, I'd love to read. Uh, for us just maybe to use a bit of a framework for us to to go by Uh, it's from James 2 starting at at verse 14 it says this what good is it my brothers and sisters if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds can such faith save them suppose a, a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food if one of you says to them go in peace keep warm and well fed but does nothing about their physical needs what good is it In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. So maybe it'd be good to unpack the difference between that we're looking at deeds here, but but compared to what we've been talking about in a few past weeks about our speech yeah no that's great and we you know in 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 the first series we we kind of we looked at the difference between you and i so you are gifted as an evangelist and starting conversations with people is is what you're great at doing whereas Mm. uh, for me kind of being rooted in the community getting alongside people and we looked at how evangelism can fit into into both of those but actually there is a distinction between the the two really Uh, and this passage in james about kind of faith and deeds i think can get kind of get to the heart of of this now james is obviously talking about as he says it's faith and action and we get nervous about that i think Hmm. in in protestant churches because it's not about deeds it's grace alone but actually faith has to have some works and some actions to evidence it Hmm. and in the same way maybe one of the, the the critiques of evangelism is the old hit and run idea that you know the mission comes to town there's a, an event in a tent, someone preaches the gospel, the guest preacher comes, whatever it may be, and then they clear off and then the church is left to pick up the pieces and, and the person goes and puts on their website or on their newsletter, you know, we had 50 people respond to the gospel on Friday night and then on the church on Sunday morning, they go, well, we rang every one of those 50 people who filled the card in and only two of them have actually come mm. forward. So have they made a response to the gospel or what's going on here? What point does discipleship play a part in this? Yeah. And maybe that puts us off evangelism or maybe for the outside world looking in, that's their perception of evangelism that's hit and run. And I think one of the critiques that 
maybe people outside the church have of uh, of Christians or the church is that they don't always see the life lived in comparison to the message that is preached. Right, going back to hypocrisy then, uh, we're turning so. into Pharisees. Yeah, absolutely, I guess <laughs> so. And the same could maybe be applied for, for evangelism. Um, uh, and so what would be really good to do, what, what we're going to do next week, we're going to look at mission uh, mm. and we're going to look at kind of what we would call incarnational mission, getting alongside people, uh, not necessarily to kind of preach the gospel straight away, but to just kind of live among people and live our, our lives as followers of Jesus. Yeah. Last week we were obviously talking at direct evangelism and preaching the gospel straight away. Mm. Maybe in the middle today, it's good for us to have a look at what are the differences between the two. So evangelism, uh, it comes from the, the Greek word evangel, which means good news or gospel. That's what we see translated in the Bible, that, that if we're people who, who are evangelists, we are simply good news people. And that means really all of us, in theory, can be evangelists. Not looking at the Ephesians 4 definition here, but we're all good news people if we're followers of Jesus. We have a good news message to, to carry, to live out in our lives, and the good news of Jesus Christ to, to proclaim. But I wonder if that word evangelism implies something different to the term mission if we're to distinguish them in in those ways maybe evangelism implies the use of words it's about speaking preaching teaching the gospel talking about the good news of jesus christ where mission is more about kind of living that out now i don't think the two should necessarily be completely isolated the two definitely need crossover if we're only ever preaching the gospel but we never live it out people will challenge our integrity but then if we only ever do nice works but never preach the gospel, we're just being nice people. Okay, so is in one sense, does that mean we, um, uh, the church in, in the wider sense, maybe in this day and age, have made a mistake and we're, we are separating them too much? There obviously are differences there, but we have separated them in our minds of of uh, evangelism being something that we just we just speak and not actions. And, and not even thinking about that as evangelism, would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it probably comes down to when we looked at kind of those three reasons why people don't like evangelism that, that Hannah Steele in, in yeah. her book, Living His Story, has uh, is, is kind of described. The three reasons people don't like evangelism is, number one, we've, we've assumed it's for the professionals, the gifted evangelists, the paid people in churches, whatever it may be. Mm. So we, we've assumed that. That we live in a plural world. We, we don't want to seem bigoted where there's lots of opinions. We, we don't want to boldly say, well, actually, our view is the only view. Uh, so we shy back a little bit or, or, or we've seen it done badly where, where evangelism is something which is yeah. done to people. And so maybe we have separated it because it's easier to go and paint someone's fence or mow someone's lawn. It's easier to do those kind of things than it is to to begin to speak about our faith in some way, which is why the stuff we talked about last week with the woman at the well and starting with questions is a really useful tool. Mm. Because that's the crossover. You know, why are you cutting this the, the grass for the elderly labour? Well, because, you know, I believe that Jesus loves me and Jesus loves this person. I just want to show this person that they're valued and they're loved. I value them. And do you know what? God loves them and values them as well. Okay, I see that. So there can be, <laughs> there's only two types of Christians, really, but we need to be joining them together. One, the the Pharisaic kind of Christians who, who will be the, those people on the street preaching the gospel, but their lives don't show it. Um, because it's inside and then there's those who are maybe just not as confident and, and unsure how, how to do that those things on the outside but will d- live their life um, by as you said paying the fence doing those those good works mm. for uh, our neighbors but it's putting them together that's really the the, the, the heart of it 
Um, but, yeah, and learning from one another as the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, we will have things that we're naturally better at because of the way that we're gifted. Yes. And that's where the body needs to, to function Encourage together. Each other. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so if we look a little bit at definitions then to, to help us a little bit, um, David Bosch wrote an incredible book about mission. Um, and, and he writes in it about how the, the concept of evangelism has actually been around longer than our concept of mission uh, in terms of terminology. So evangelism is something that has been around for, for longer in terms of the church's sight than necessarily mission has. And, and Bosch defines evangelism, or what our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters will call the evangelization, that evangelism is, is the process of spreading the gospel. So therefore it implies in some way that there are some words that are involved in it. Whereas mission is, is more about kind of sowing the seeds, evangelism is about speaking the words. So mission is sowing seeds and evangelism is speaking the words uh, when those seeds have, have been sown. Um, so there's, there's a concept in theology called the Missio Dei, that the mission of God, that God's great mission is salvation. Uh, it was through uh, you know, a, a nation, it was through the law, it's now through Jesus Christ, uh, that God uh, is on mission. And he has a mission for people to, to be saved that through Jesus Christ, that the world will be transformed. And that the work of Jesus on the cross isn't necessarily just solely for our own salvation. You see, this is a westernization here, that we've made the gospel all, all about um, Jesus is for your salvation, salvation alone. You know, Jesus died for my sin to set me free. You can accept Jesus. He died for your sin. He can set you free. And that is, that is absolutely the gospel. That is. But it's only part of it. You know, we've made it individualized. It's about salvation is for me. Salvation can be for you. But actually the work of Jesus on the cross is so much wider than just simply salvation for the individual. It's about redemption, but it's also about the renewal of the whole world, about Christ's rule, about the kingdom coming, that we have the kingdom in the, in the resurrection of Jesus. The kingdom of God is here and is advancing. And one day when Jesus returns again, will be fulfilled and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. And between that time of Jesus's resurrection and when Jesus comes again, we're taught to pray your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so actually we need to be you know as representatives as of the king as we've talked about before part of our role is about seeing the kingdom come through our prayers praying that the kingdom will come through our action you know transforming our workplaces doing things that are going to make a difference to our neighbors you know that the, the, the kingdom values of god are seen in and through our lives but then also speaking of the one who brings about the kingdom jesus christ who offers salvation for you and for i and for all who call upon his name and who brought about this kingdom because he is the king of the kingdom so in some ways, maybe it's because our understanding of what Jesus did on the cross maybe needs to, to be broadened, not just solely for salvation for the individual, but for the whole renewal and redemption of the world, that that relationship between God and humanity that was once there in Eden will one day be restored again at the end of times. And so that means both the, the speaking of the gospel to introduce people to Jesus for salvation, but also the works that are going to bring about the the kingdom of God and that transformation of the world to a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah, okay, so like a bit like the traditional saying of we are called to make disciples, not converts kind yeah. of thing. And that's the issue here, isn't it? But that's interesting what you were saying about mission and that's what uh, it, it can mean and, and what it should mean, so in the seed and and, and, and building on onto that. But going back to what I would view mission as, the traditional view i guess is is i i went to to uganda a few years ago went mm -hmm. to, to romania the other year as well that that that's mission to me in my mind is going out to another country being sent from a church and going to preach the gospel to 
um, those who have never heard it before or those who are, are just um, unsure yet. Um, but it's that um, physical um, going away from your country to another country. That's the traditional view, right? Yeah, it is. And that's that's been the church's understanding of this. And again, David Bosch writes really well about this, if it interests you, uh, his book, Transforming Mission, that the traditional view of mission and our traditional understanding of that word mission in the church is going to people who've never heard the gospel before. But the understanding of evangelism was about calling home those prodigals. So if we look back to the Christendom era, you know, where let's say this nation was predominantly a Christian nation, you know, everyone had been to Sunday school, people knew Bible verses. If someone was stood in the street, street preaching or had a placard or whatever it may be, you know, even in the terms of phrase that we use in lives sometimes, turn the cheek, whatever it may be, came from an understanding that that was from the Bible. People had an understanding of, uh, of Christianity. Whereas there were nations who had never heard the gospel. And so mission was we go to a nation of people who've never heard the gospel and we preach the gospel. Whereas evangelism was about, well, there's people in this nation who, you know, they, they know about Christianity, they know about Jesus. And so what we need to do is, is call them home. It's calling the prodigals home. Uh, and there's a, a great kind of guy who writes on mission and evangelism. You'll have heard of Leslie Newbegin, and he'd been on the mission field for many years in this kind of traditional understanding and concept of, of what mission and evangelism is defined as. And when he came home from the mission field in in the 70s and 80s, he, he came back and, and his eyes were opened and, and he said, you know, I was sent out from a Christian nation to go and preach the gospel to a nation that hasn't heard and has no understanding of what Christianity is. He said, I've come back from the mission field to Britain in the 70s and 80s. And now what I've seen is I need to apply the same tools I used to a nation that had never heard the gospel before in the home nation that sent me out. Because people have gone so far away from Christianity as a culture that people have no more understanding of what Christianity is. And that's because we've lost that discipleship mechanism that you were talking about. We have just converted uh, our evangelistic thinking of, of it being just get those decisions made as you said that hit and run evangelist who comes gets converts but no one actually attends the church and it's it's just a, a feeling thing and, and and it's not deep it's not being set in its foundations so that's why it's i guess it's so important then to to bring the, these two together because we become um that individualistic society as yeah. as the world suggests i mean i'm always reminded of of i guess that famous verse in joshua for me in my house we will serve the lord mm-hmm. going through the the new testament we see even the centurion who who the peter went to to go and visit uh, all their family was was there because they wanted together to learn mm-hmm. what the gospel meant and that we have this idea that that it's such a communal thing uh, and and the church is communal. That's the whole point of us building up each other. The the famous verse: "Iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen yeah. another." Yet we we have lost that completely, and that's what is causing us just to want to make converts, not disciples, followers. Yeah, and that's what puts people off evangelism. I think. I think the way to look at it is this: um, mission is broader than evangelism. So evangelism is is preaching the gospel so that that people hear the good news of Jesus and, and, as I say, they respond to the gospel of Jesus, whereas mission is broader. Mission is about that kind of that redemption of the world, that that coming of the kingdom, that transformation of the world and the transformation of people's lives within that. So Jürgen Moltmann, who's a German theologian, says this, evangelization is mission, but mission is not merely evangelization. So what he means by that is that, that basically mission is wider than evangelism. 
if evangelism is simply the, the use of words, preaching the gospel so that people are saved, mission is broader than that. So mission definitely encompasses evangelism and evangelism is a vital part of mission. But mission is about seeing the whole. It's about that longer term, you know, discipling someone to a point of hearing the gospel and discipling them in their journey of Jesus. It's about sowing the, the seeds, whereas evangelism is about using words. I love that. So in one sense here in our own country, England, um, we, we should be being missionaries here. Totally. <laughs> and that's what New Begin would argue. Yeah. That we, you know, what, what we used to do is we used to send people to a nation that hasn't heard the gospel and they had to start from scratch. They would start by doing good works and good deeds. People would be interested. What is it that is different yeah. about you? Um, I want to know something more about you. And then as you come alongside and as you're embedded within their culture, as you understand their culture and you become part of their culture, yeah. you begin to share the good news of Jesus first in deeds and then in words. And kind of Newbegin's argument was that was that's kind of what we need to do here as well. And Graham Tomlin, who we've mentioned before in his book Provocative Church, talks all about this as well. That that we what we need to do is is be living a life in such a way that is provocative that people want to know something more about us. What's changed in our lives? What's different in our lives? Mm. There's something about that person that I love, and I want to know more about what it is. Why is it they give up their Saturdays to do that thing? Why is it that they're so generous in certain ways? Why do they always hang out with that person no one else seems to want to hang out with? There's something different about them. And then the difference, of course, is that we know Jesus, and the opportunity is then to talk about it. Okay, yeah. So maybe going back to last week, we looked at a hook, having a hook, Mm -hmm. uh, which was that um, turning the natural into the spiritual. Yeah. Um, Our hook in... In, in both contexts really should be the way we live our life and and how it's different from 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 theirs yeah absolutely i, I obviously being a, a youth and children's worker i'm just jump straight to, to family life of of having children that's the perfect mission field and you see it there if you're a parent you see your children you have to not only in speech teach them these things growing up but your whole life is, is a witness to them. If you do something wrong, you're going to have to apologize to them. Otherwise, they think it's good and they'll start doing those things. And, and the way you live uh, in front of your children uh, is a witness to them as they grow up, uh, wanting to, to know uh, the Lord, to want to wanna love him. And, and that's done by speech and actions. It has to have both, doesn't yeah. it? That's maybe the perfect example in some ways. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, if you're listening and you haven't got kids or family, you know, you know, you can look at this in other ways. We're just using this as, a, as an example, really. But yeah, if evangelism is about, you know, you want your kids to come to know Jesus. Mm. So it's about making sure they know about Jesus, know who he is, and there's the opportunity to invite him into their life. But actually, mission is the whole. It's, you know, they see all of it. It's the way that you you are kind of when you're in a bad mood. It's the way that you are when, you know, forgiving when something's gone wrong. It's it's about the whole way that you live because that's that's the mission side of it as well. It's not just about making converts. As you said, it's about making um, disciples. And so mission sees that the whole of it. Again, David Bosch argues that, that evangelism shouldn't be equated with mission. He says they're two different things. I think often we use mission and evangelism, you know, fairly interchangeably. But I think what we're trying to say today is that last week what we talked about was evangelism. What we're going to talk about next week is mission. Uh, and it's not that, that one is greater than the other. It's that the two need to go hand in hand. Evangelism always involves witnessing to what God has done is doing and will do evangelism always aims at a response it's an invitational thing we're inviting people into that great story of god mission is about the kingdom it's about seeing the kingdom of god come and some of seeing the kingdom of god come is salvation happening 
but also seeing the kingdom come is seeing justice met. It's seeing that the poor uh, being uh, kind of lifted uh, and able to uh, have kind of a just and equal level uh, as everybody else. It's about seeing the hungry fed. It's about seeing those who don't have being able to have things again. It's about the whole kingdom heart of God being worked out as we live in this funny time of the kingdom that is now and the kingdom that is not yet as we wait until the fulfillment of the kingdom when there is a new heaven and a new earth. So evangelism is about speaking words. It's about salvation coming. And that is part of kingdom work. But mission is about the whole encompassing work of the kingdom that one day will be fulfilled when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I will show you my faith by my deeds. There you go. Excellent. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you so much that we are called as representatives of the King in the Kingdom. And we thank you that you are bringing about your Kingdom to fulfilment when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Lord, help us to be bolder in sharing our faith in our words, but help us to live out our life through our works also. In Jesus' name, Amen.